Hey friends, welcome to the Renovating You podcast. We're so glad you're here. We don't get a do-over in life, but we do have the opportunity to renovate our story. Are you ready to get unstuck? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to thrive? Let's do this, renovators. Hey, renovators, and welcome back. Should I sing it? Oh, I don't know. You, you might give away your yes. age. Welcome back. <laughs> Where is that from? <laughs> what show? You're going to date yourself. But I just had to go there. So welcome back, renovators. <laughs> Let us know if Stay you know where us. that comes from. It's from a TV show. It was the theme song. That's all I'm going to give away. give them a decade? I think Eight. 70s or 80s. 80s yeah. Okay. One of those other. Okay, anyway. So here we are. So how is our community group going? Love the community group. It's so awesome. It's such a fun place to land. Uh-huh. How about you, Bethany? You enjoying the community, the camaraderie, the conversation? Yes, I'm loving it. Um, I'm currently loving what we're doing right now. Yes, the um, book. Mm-hmm. With Boundaries of Your Soul by Allison Cook. It has been phenomenal deep, good conversations. Everybody is opening up, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who were once stuck, I am now seeing them figure out why they're stuck and starting to become unstuck, which that's the goal, right? Yes, it yes. is. Um, so yes, it's been yes. awesome to watch and see everybody open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great news. So are they still able to join? To get in on that book yes, study? Yes, they can. Tell us how, Beth. Because <laughs> <laughs> something called Amazon that delivers in a second to your door, and you too can get the book, <laughs> Boundaries for Your Soul. It is a great book, and it is not too late mm-hmm. to come on. Even if you don't have the book the first time, mm-hmm. you can still come and be involved because yes. we are able to, we talk about the book, we you know we read from it, and mm-hmm. we have discussion. So mm-hmm. even you won't feel like, what are they talking about? So if you would like some information on this and how to be involved in the group. Bethany, do you want to share what they need to do and what their next steps are to be involved in the community group? Yeah. So if you go on our website, www.renovatingyou.com, under the tab community group, just follow that tab and it will take you right into our group because this book study is good because it's talking about our emotions. So I have a question for you. Are, are, do you let your emotions rule you or do you rule your emotions? Mm-hmm. And if you're like, ooh, well, they kind of rule me some days, well, then you need to be in this group because mm-hmm. we teach how to understand those parts of us mm-hmm. that yes. we don't really like sometimes. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say about that. So awesome. yes. Our yeah, and even can, the... Sorry about that. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Even then, too, those like a two-part process, right? You yes. have to sign up, but then you have to put your information Correct. in for PayPal. First month is yes. free. Yes, it is. $12 after yes. that a month. You can cancel anytime. There's no contract. So, but there's like some people are trying to sign up, but they're not finishing the process. Yeah. So just want to let you guys yeah, know so that. Yeah, just go ahead and finish yeah. it. And one thing great about being in a community like this is sometimes we go through problems in our life and we have nowhere to with which to, to share them. Mm-hmm. And in a community like this, you can be as open as you want and, and as vulnerable mm-hmm. as you want. And you're with people that want to get to know you. And we all share the same similar stories. We have different backgrounds and different mm-hmm. things that trip us up. But at the end of the day, it all comes out the same. You know what yes. I mean? I mean, wh- how, whatever whatever uh, vice we go to, you know, if we're not reaching up to the Lord, mm-hmm. then uh, it's like we, we all need to come in here and, and, and find out what we need to do. So it's just a great group, a uh, great group of women. More are coming on board. So we would like to invite you to the party. Yes. So, yes. 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 We want to remind you guys as well that we're three chicks talking here. We have a lot of history together, stories, 
you know, we've taught material for years and stuff, but we do not take the place of a licensed counselor. So if you ever feel even listening to our podcasts that you need more help, go to a professional. We're here just like fleshing out life, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Talking right. about the ups, the downs, the friends. what, <laughs> you know, all of that. So just wanted to leave that with you as well. And just always know that there's always help, more help out there. Alrighty, so on today's show, we resume the theme of season three. So it's getting our mind right. That's the theme of this season. And so, my fellow chicksters. Yes. <laughs> how have we been doing these past few weeks? Ooh, how we be? How we be? How we be? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think things are going like really fast. I cannot believe it's March here. And I know you're not talking about life more emotional, but I think that's a reflection of just how fast things, I don't know, it just seems like things are going by really fast. And because mm-hmm. of that, I'm having to be very intentional and just just some daily practices. You know yes. what I'm saying? Just re- mm-hmm. remembering to, to slow down and to be intentional in conversations mm-hmm. and time with the Lord. And, and yeah, I just feel like 2021 just hit the ground running. And here we are talking about spring and then going to be summer so I feel like I'm being I'm being pressed but it's but it's kind of a good pressing and I know at the end of it anytime I'm pressed I trust the Lord that at the end there's going to be there's going to be good there and it's not Mm -hmm. he's going to leave me like we're talking about to helpless Mm -hmm. and hopeless that that the pressing Mm -hmm. is good but it can be tiring most Mm -hmm. certainly so how about you guys Bethany how are you how are you doing yeah no I I agree with that I think a lot too of you know getting your mind right that's a daily thing that's a that's a minute by minute, second mm-hmm. by second, putting your thoughts into captivity. For myself, it's kind of been challenging work working out some things there. I'm still trying to get an exercise program going. Jesus help me as well. If any of you if any of you could pray for me as well, because <laughs> it still isn't happening for Mama. So that is something on my mind. Spring is here. It's a little easier to get outside. So anyway, that's kind of where we are with that. Just kind of want to take a little bit of a talk here and see how everybody was doing. We just ended a series on learning to love well, the men in our life, the learning your love languages. So hopefully that you found that helpful as well. And that has been beneficial to you as you are in relationship with your peeps. So we want to do a three-part conversation on how did I end up here? (laughs) (laughs) Assuming here is not a good place. (laughs) Right. How do I get to the place maybe where I've given up? Let me know if any of this rings true with you guys that are listening. Was it a process? Was it a choice? Was it really out of my control? So we want to say today, if you feel helpless today, we pray that you will feel understood and loved right where you are. Today is not the day where we give the action steps to conquer the mountain, nor is it the day where we tell you that you shouldn't feel that way, right? No. We're just going to be real. We're just going to talk about what the heck is going on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so today is the day we talk about what it feels like to feel helpless. So we've kind of put into a progression where helpless leads to powerless, which leads to hopeless. So there's a little teaser for the next two that are coming. So I think sometimes, would you guys agree or not, we don't allow we don't allow ourselves to sit and feel the emotions that being helpless brings into our soul. Yay or nay? What do you guys say on that? Yay. Yay? Yeah, I think helplessness if if we take it to a very negative place can can be, you know, it will lead to hopelessness and mm-hmm. powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to understand, you know, if if we're staying in that 
place for a long time, Mm -hmm. the end result is not going to be good. And even, Mm -hmm. we'll hear later, even helpless can lead you to a good state if Mm -hmm. we choose as well. I do believe Mm -hmm. that. So So one of the definitions of helpless, and there's many out there, so this is just one definition, is not being able to take care of one's self. So again, we kind of go back to childhood, right? Many of us felt very helpless in childhood whether it was our emotional needs being met, whether it's our physical needs, financial needs. So when you're helpless, it kind of means I'm reliant on others for my needs to be met. So you guys have heard us talk on this podcast how when we have needed to rely on our caregivers, mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, if they're raising us, whatever, whoever the case may be, that when that happens and they do not have it together, we just got to use that, have it together, Maybe they have it together in some areas, not in other areas. So it doesn't mean the whole thing was jacked. It just means there's a piece maybe that's missing in my story. Mm-hmm. I had two-thirds of the elements that I needed, but that one-third still leaves me, right? Correct. Missing the one-third. So how many of us have felt helpless in childhood? I want you guys to think about that as you're listening to driving or whatever you're doing. When we think of our childhood, does it bring with us a sense of anxiety or peace? So so I'll speak for myself. I know myself, it brings up anxiety and a feeling of I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how to take care of myself. So when we admit that to ourselves, we feel a sense of fear, anxiety, loss of control, and a permanence in our thoughts. Like helpless, it's like I'm just helpless. So I can kind of go to a time in my life where it was quite often... I remember like three, probably like three times in my life where funds were very short. And so that meant food was as well. And it's a very helpless feeling as a child when you go to the cabinets and there's nothing there. And it doesn't appear that anybody's doing anything about it. Right. It's just, it's, you get up tomorrow and still there's nothing Mm -hmm. there. You know, so, I mean, I don't want to paint a picture that we starved or anything like that because we didn't. But when you don't know when the next meal is coming or where it's coming from or who's going to bring it, it causes anxiety Mm -hmm. for sure. It causes a fear. It causes an unsettledness. And it can cause you even to change behaviors later on in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you've heard me talk about hoarding the gift cards because I don't know when I'm going to need it. Those aren't meant to be enjoyed. That is for when the bottom falls out. Yeah. That's when you go to the cabinets and nothing's there. It's like, don't worry. Yeah. I've got a drawer full of gift cards. I got the gift cards. Yeah. And that, you know, just what you said, you know, just for our our audience, it's like, you know, sometimes we think, well, that was then, this is now, things are different. And yet Mm -hmm. here, there's plenty of food, you know, finances Mm -hmm. are fine. You Mm -hmm. have food in the cupboard, roof over your head, gas in the car, right? Clothes on Mm -hmm. your back. And yet you get gift cards, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a party that goes back to when's the bottom going to drop mm-hmm. out, even though there might not be any indication that the bottom will mm-hmm. drop out. But if Denise hasn't dealt with some of the past, some of the wounds, mm-hmm. then even though that happened when she was young and the pri- as we know, Maslow's Law, the primary needs, you know, yes. safety and mm-hmm. all of those great things that we need first in our mm-hmm. life and food. I mean, Food is a basic. Food is, food is, food yeah, is a basic. Food's not an option. <laughs> no. So even the very basic mm-hmm. needs were not met. Mm-hmm. So that's just not going to go away when you're 30 and you're an adult or 20 and you're an adult and you're on your own and maybe you're loaded 
I don't care if you made all the one money in the world. I bet there would still be a part of you mm-hmm. that saves those yeah. because you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for a time because mm-hmm. I don't know this could happen again. This could happen mm-hmm. again. So I just wanted to make that mm-hmm. distinction for our listeners. I'm sure they probably you guys picked that up, but in case anyone didn't, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't just go a- away no. unless we begin to address that. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I know you have, but just it's been, but it's it's been a process well, sure. because you didn't really realize. I didn't really realize why am I hoarding gift cards? My other sisters spent them. Mm-hmm. I could never like it's 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 I could never wrap my head around. It's for fun. It's for whatever you want. I'm still in need mode. Yeah, I may mm-hmm. need this. Not it's not a, just a frivolous purchase mm-hmm. that there's no purpose behind. Yeah. As you guys know, me. yeah, yeah, the purpose yeah. behind it. It's like everything's serious. No, this is when it has to happen and all these things. So that part of it. And then also just to kind of go in there, you make, maybe you guys have thought this. Maybe you eat really fast if, you, if like food was a scarcity. Maybe eat really fast so you can get the seconds in before anybody else can get to it. You know, maybe even you might even say for me, like making sure the cabinets are overstocked. Mm-hmm. We don't use any of it. We just like to open it. <laughs> Look at it. It reminds me of that Skippy peanut butter commercial <laughs> where you used to open the yeah. doors. It's Skippy all <laughs> the way yeah. across. It's like, it's not there for that. I, mean, I would have food spoil sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah. no, we have to save it. Yeah. It was just as a really, it took me a, it took me a hot minute yeah. to work through all that. So it still is kind of a process. I have to make myself use the gift cards. I have to dole them out. This is week. I have to use this one, all that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, any, but how about you guys? So for me, anxiety, did you have any anxiety things in your life, Bethany? No, I mean, I, I felt peace. The only thing I can relate to the anxiety was with growing up. I had a lazy eye. So in that, I felt helpless because nobody could really help me with that because that right. was just how I was born, basically, mm-hmm. until I got surgery. Um, so in that, I, I felt the anxiety, especially in, what was it, freshman year of high school, because it's high school, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely felt that, oh, what are they going to say? Are they going to look at me? Are they going to say, are you looking at my, are you looking at me? Or what are you doing? Or why is your eye doing that? So definitely that brought up mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know of myself, um, when I think of childhood, I, I have great feelings. I don't, I don't have the anxiety. None of that is, is brought up. But uh, again, we have different spectrums, you know, that, that you're hearing from, you know, different uh, mm-hmm. perceptions, different life, the uh, way we were raised, you know, the values, et cetera. But that doesn't mean even though growing up, I never felt like helpless no one's you know no one's going to be there to help me I knew you know especially with my dad like I knew I just need to get my dad involved he'll take care of it Mm -hmm. and that was a safety net but that doesn't mean as you get older that you can almost kind of still feel very helpless and ill-equipped and rather than saying well I didn't learn this skill or I don't know how to do that I might default to I can't do that I can't believe I can't do that other people can do that what's Mm -hmm. the matter with me am I am I just helpless Mm -hmm. am I stupid you yeah. know, and so, you know, even though there might be a very good and healthy upbringing, there's always the opportunity mm-hmm. to side with, you're just helpless, Beth. No one can help you. Poor, pitiful you. So, I mean, to me, there's always an opportunity yes, to, to feel even helpless. to have learned helplessness, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. So, yeah. So we have an example. If you want to read those examples, can make kind of everybody can understand it Beth the yeah examples there on the bottom we can just kind of talk about then a couple different ways where it can go yeah here we go so if, if as a child or as an adult we're in a car accident and our leg was severely damaged here's a couple 
different ways it could go. The first one being we're in a lot of pain and we're so anxious, we just need someone to make the pain to subside, to be able to you know, get back to normal life, pain-free and restriction-free. We don't like the feelings it brings up for a period of time. We will have to rely on people to get help through showering and we can't even get our own food or our hot tea or maybe coffee with a lot of cream and sugar. <laughs> I don't know what your, what your drug of choice here. Way. I'm tea. with tea. A lot of cream with my coffee. A lot of cream. <laughs> I'm with that too. If you're going to give me coffee, doctor it up. But I think the whole idea is, you know, we really hate being dependent on people for our needs to be met. Mm-hmm. Uh, even hurts to say that. Mm-hmm. Any, anything we need, we want or desire is based upon someone completing it for us. And this can cause a lot of anxiety and a feeling of helplessness. I've lost the ability to get what I need for myself. We can wrap our head around this is the way, and it will be for maybe a month or two, and then we will be back to normal again, being self-sufficient and taking care of our showers and all the pots of tea and coffee and not having to rely on anyone to make it happen, which actually just thinking about what it will feel like to be in control again is actually bringing down my anxiety level. And if you noticed, I was even... And more chipper in my voice when yes. I was just thinking about it. That wasn't even <laughs> intentional. I was just like, oh, I'm back to normal. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Option number two, we were in a car accident. They couldn't save our leg. In fact, the other leg was damaged as well. The anxiety level of what is going to happen. What will my life look like? What will my future be? All this can really get messed up. There's no peace coming back to normal and the peace it can bring. Instead, we will be helpless in many areas of our life, and much of this may never change. Needing someone for just the basics of life, being helped to the bathroom, getting clean clothes, going to a store for a few groceries. Nope, need help to get there as well. Mm -hmm. So get the picture that many of us are in this helpless state of living. For a lot, it happened very early in childhood, and we stayed maybe in a wet diaper for longer than was loving. We couldn't prevent the diaper rash. If someone didn't make our food, well, we didn't eat. If I didn't understand the homework, well, maybe I just didn't get it and no one cared to help me, or maybe you would fail the class. But helplessness leaves us trapped in a state of being dependent on others to meet our needs. But what if others don't show up? How do we stop feeling helpless when perhaps there is no one there to help us. Mm -hmm. And how does that helpless state of mind play out? So Mm -hmm. what do you guys think of those examples? Feeling, I mean, just to me, even the thought of someone having to help me for everything is a little bit of anxiety induced. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I Mm -hmm. like to, when I want food, get up and get it. When I want to take a shower, go Mm -hmm. and get it. The thought of saying, can you, I don't want to bother you, but can you help Mm -hmm. is difficult. It, It really is. Mm-hmm. Bethany, uh, how, and then trusting that they'll come through. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, super dependent on them. And then you're bringing in trust. Yeah, H- are they really going to come through, or are they going to leave me in mm-hmm. a wet diaper? Yeah, sort of say, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. I think too, you know, as you're looking at the two scenarios, I mean, the first one is temporary, mm-hmm. but even though it's temporary, it still brings us great anxiety because I am dependent on someone else. So I think for a lot of us as kids, I mean, obviously we were dependent. Every child Everybody is dependent. Is, yeah. It's whether they have someone they can depend on. Because mm-hmm. every child is dependent because we, are, we can't take care of ourselves. But I think a lot of times what happens is, and this is where things can get dark quickly, is that 
we take the second scenario of a permanent situation and we slap it on the first scenario, which was meant for a period of time. Correct. And then we just live out of that, yeah. right? It's I'm just helpless. There's nothing I can do and no one will ever be there for me. So even when you're older, you don't think anyone's going to be there for you. You're all on your own. Yep. You're already exhausted from trying to take care of yourself all along. So you have that going on. So it just becomes a way of thinking, which then means a way of behaving, which then means it's a way of life. Yeah. Hey, renovators. We just want to take a pause in our conversation here to welcome our sponsor, C.J. Warren, located here in Crown Point, Indiana. C.J. Warren is a full service salon anywhere from skin to hair. And a lot of you guys have said that you love my hair. So let's take a listen to Karina, who is the owner, and why she decided to sponsor Renovating You. Every year we set a goal as a salon where we want to put our energy as far as with each other and our guests, the other businesses that we support. And this year in December, we decided that it should always come from a place of love. So that was our goal this year. It was like, make sure that everything we do and support is from a place of love. And I was so inspired by the things you were telling us about your passion in this podcast and renovating you, where you came from with it and what your all-time goal is with it to help people just really renovate themselves and be their best person and start from the inside out. And it just spoke to me about, you know, what we do is very outward we're we're serving other people we're we're doing it from a place of love in a way to help them look beautiful on the outside and you're just doing the same exact thing from the inside I just thought that was so wonderful and that we could support your cause because we feel the same way we want to help people put their best face forward we want to see people's true beauty shine through and definitely when you have that inner peace and inner joy it's reflected in your appearance and the two together are like the perfect combination to show what true beauty is. So we're excited to be able to support this podcast. So if you are in Northwest Indiana and you would like a new do and a new you, visit CJ Warren here in Crown Point, Indiana. So let's maybe go over how some of this helpless mindset, state of mind can play out. So would we agree to these things? Our motivation level is pretty much shot. If you feel helpless, we're not motivated to do too too much in life. We just aren't. We don't even try because we believe we can't do it. Nothing is going to change. I can't make it happen. I need someone else to make it happen. And I feel or am actually alone. Mm -hmm. The more helpless we feel, the less we ask for help. I think that's true. After a while, we stop asking mm-hmm. and we wait to be noticed. And if we're not, if we're not, no, it's kind of like a dog, you know, with his water. Yeah. Right. The dog will keep kind of going by. Hey, did anybody take care of this? The dog can't go to the sink and fill up his own dish. Yeah. Yet he keeps going back to say, oh, did anybody, did anybody fill that yet? Yep. Is there any food in there yet? No. Okay. I'll be back in 10. You know, yeah. that's kind of what, <laughs> come yeah. back mosey and sauntering around anything there yet? Yeah. No, no. not yet. Another yeah. lamp around the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's kind of like it is for kids. You know, did anybody take care of that? Yeah, I'm going to change me now. Oh, you're not changing mm-hmm. me now. Okay. Is time f- homework? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. So then I would think if that's the environment you grew up in, I, mm-hmm. I would think you would stop just asking for those basic needs because after a while you figure out those needs are going to go unmet and I am helpless. And, and that would then transpire into adulthood, mm-hmm. you know, as being, you know, learned helplessness, which mm-hmm. is that negative, it'll never get better what was me, not this is temporary, but this is life. And then all these, mm-hmm. you know, 
affirmations that I mean bad affirmations yes, over our own life self-talk, like self yeah, yeah self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy and then we become you know very despondent and that can spiral into depression and, and to some very mm-hmm. heavy dark places so yeah I believe the more helpless we feel the less we are going to ask for help right mm-hmm. especially if it's been proven when I ask it doesn't get mm-hmm. need so why even ask because then it's going to affirm what I know to be true, which is no one's there for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just ignore my own feelings, you know? Yeah. This isn't so yeah. bad. Eating once, you know, for you, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, some dogs are treated better than mm-hmm. human beings. I, I mean, think so too, sad. yeah, I mean, I think too, we start to have this mentality of it's a good enough. Yeah. It's good enough, could be worse. And we don't, we're not even saying we're good, it's good enough and we're walking in thankfulness. That's what I'm not talking about. We're not talking about being thankful for our provisions. Like a mindset starts that sends us to a place where we become very complacent, um, no energy in life. And then we begin telling ourselves. So, you know, those of you that are listening, we start having these things early on in life. There's nothing I can do to change it. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's the luck of the draw. This is the card I, I drew. This is just my lot in life. This one, I guess I deserve to just be on my own. Just sit in it and stop thinking about things being different. Just stay put. Save your energy. No one's coming. The dog dish, you know, is still empty. There's still no water. Why do you keep going back thinking there's going to be water? Yeah. And it becomes a mindset so that we end up living in a state of abandonment, being permanently left alone. All support has been withdrawn. So we end up staying in it. We just do. We don't know how to get out. Mm -hmm. This is just a way of life because those we needed to take care of things haven't. So we're helpless. Yep. Uh Right? We're lonely, isolated, unmotivated, and have accepted the fact that, again, we're just helpless. It's all out of our control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Bethany, why don't you go over some of the questions that we ask ourselves at times? Yeah, so one of the questions to ask yourself is, you know, do I think that I deserve help? Can I reach my potential as a human being? Can I walk out what I was created to do in a helpless state? Do I still dream? Do I now turn away help when offered as I believe it is a charity, not love, when someone comes to my aid? So do you just dismiss people when they truly want to help you? Do I see myself as weak? Do I see myself as a victim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Bethany, I was thinking with your eye situation, you yeah. know, at one point you had to have made a decision that I'm not going to walk in this victim mentality, even though it was something that was genetic, but still, it, you know, it befell you. So how did you make that decision? You know what? I'm no longer going to live as half a person here, right? God has desires, given me desires in my heart, and mm-hmm. he's given me ideas and dreams and when did that become alive or how did that i know we we didn't say we were going to go over this question but i just thought yeah no i think i mean it came alive when i started to i mean even at a young age just spending time with the lord he really captured my heart at a young age let Mm -hmm. me just say that so at a young age i knew he loved me and i think that love that he poured out on me showed me that there was there's going to be more there's going to be more for me than like what I thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always been a big dreamer. 
But as you can see too, growing up, I took that victim mentality and I, it, then it became a, I got to prove you. I got to prove it wrong. I got to mm-hmm. prove to, every, to everybody mm-hmm. um, how quote unquote successful I can be and et cetera. So that was the negative. <laughs> but I think getting out of that state was really my identity yeah. in mm-hmm. the Lord. It goes right back to my identity, my worth. What does the Lord say about me? And I mean, early on, you know, I had to, you know, speak life over myself because I was being, becoming that victim of, oh, it's just who I am. It's how it's going to be, you know, poor Bethany. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, there's more for you. So I had to like, look myself, like my grandpa told me, I did a, you know, post about this today, look myself in the mirror, speak Mm -hmm. words, speak life because the power is in your tongue. And I knew that God did call me for more and to more. And so I wasn't going to settle that. I wasn't going to let that be (laughs) the end game, basically. So So it was really a decision is what I hear you say for you, knowing your identity, but a decision. There was, it's kind of like, would a loving father give you dreams and desires? Let's just say an earthly father and then say, I mean, loving, we're not talking abuse, we're talking a loving right. father whose heart is towards you and say, you know, I have all this stuff I want to give you, but I'm just going to frustrate you for the next 18 years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hide it. Right. I'm going to, would never do that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play hide no. and seek with us, nor does our heavenly father. So he's giving her, you know, I mean, dreams and mm-hmm. things in her heart. And I know you were big on journaling and your journals, even at a young age, were so deep, Bethany. Oh my goodness. They were so deep towards the Lord. Yeah. And then you know, at some point you have to say, I believe this of God, but yet I'm not walking in that. I'm kind of walking in this helpless state that this Mm -hmm. is just the lot. So at some point you say, you know what, I'm actually, I actually believe the stuff I'm writing. And if I do believe the stuff Mm -hmm. that I'm writing and believing, then I got to start, start acting Mm -hmm. like a daughter that has no, you know, Mm-hmm. disabilities and not that it was a disability but I mean you can have a, a disability in your in your, in your thinking yeah. a challenge mm-hmm. yeah call it what you will and I think it was just getting a hold of wait I'm a daughter mm-hmm. here and I you know God made me you know in you know mm-hmm. my mother's womb right and, and knit me intricately there mm-hmm. so am I acting out of that or am mm-hmm. I acting this poor helpless girl that mm-hmm. has a lazy eye and that's been teased and I think you know again r- real stuff but at one point, I believe that, uh, you know, I kind of have an idea in my head. But when you said, you know what, that's that's not my identity. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know when, you know, what that looked like on your end. As your mom, I saw that happening. But I just didn't know when you were Before like, Before yeah. you answer that, so what, what would you speak to the person, right, who right. maybe, as far as their identity goes, right, mm-hmm. young girl going into, you know, junior high, high school, how can you speak into someone who said, you know what, my parents didn't have the ability to have the surgery. My eye is still like that. There was no bow on it. What would you, I mean, because you had that experience. What yeah. would that, how can you maybe help somebody give them two or three things where you can say, you know what, that's probably maybe what I would have needed to do. It had been much harder. Or like, how could you help somebody through that part of it? Because you have that experience. Right. Yeah. So if there was no, there basically wasn't a fix at the end. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So if there was no fix at the end, I was thinking that too, while you were talking, I was like, but what if I didn't have that surgery? Mm-hmm. And I still think even today, even if I didn't have that surgery, I truly believe speaking the Lord's word over your life. And mm-hmm. I know that could probably sound so cliche, but there's so much truth and power, power in your tongue to speak life. And so for that listener who's like, well, what if I'm still dealing with this? This is going to be like how it's going to be the rest of my life. Own that. 
know that the Lord has made you uniquely, like my mom was saying, in your mother's womb, womb and speak life over yourself and really think about what you're thinking about. When those thoughts of poor me, maybe I'm talking like if I didn't get my eyes fixed, okay, poor me, I can't look anybody in the eye. No, even the word it says God uses all weaknesses for his Mm -hmm. strength. So it's like, do we truly believe that? Are we just reading the words? Are we truly applying it? So I think for me, I mean, true answer, it goes back to identity and speaking truth over your life and knowing that God has so much more for you and even asking, okay, Lord, show me you have to show me, you have to give me some sort of hope. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will give you that hope. He, God, God will show you in his perfect way that he shows up uniquely in each of our lives. So you're saying yeah. like that first thing then would be asking Holy Spirit to give you hope. Not yes. that necessarily going to get the surgery, but hope right. that things are going to be okay. Yeah. And in it, like, Okay, so if I didn't have supportive parents, like, okay, let's say I did, like, I obviously have supportive parents. So I have supportive parents and I still have, you know, my lazy eye. I think a key thing too is find people who are speaking life to you. If you can't speak life to yourself, if you don't know mm-hmm. how to put words to that, find somebody who can speak life to you. I think that's key too, because I, I, I knew with my parents too, they always spoke life to me. They always showed me other testimonies of people who, mm-hmm. you know, got gone through hardship and then, you know, had victory over this or Mm -hmm. anything in their life. So I think too, is having somebody alongside of you who can speak that for you. If you can't speak that for yourself, I Mm -hmm. think that's key. I think that's good. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. And even with the eye, that was something physical that could Mm -hmm. change. But you said you had mentioned you had struggled in school. Well, no one, she's still right. You academic, you're still like, Oh, you know, you, yeah, you graduated college or anything, but if I said, let's go back and get a PhD. I mean, but I don't think, (laughs) I don't think you would be wrapped up in, I think, you know, what God's called you to and the things that you struggle with, you'll joke about like, yeah, that's not my cup of tea or I can't do, you know, fifth grade math. It's like, it, it doesn't hang up, you know, whose you are. So I think Mm -hmm. whether it was a physical eye or, let's say there was a learning disability or whatever it's you know mm-hmm. one might be internal and nobody knows right, right. unless they make you take yeah. a calculus test where this one you could see but there was definitely a shift and and we would we i, I would always because you know because we don't know you know what if the eye didn't correct itself and or what if you know she wanted to go to college and she didn't but obviously she did and did very well but what if it doesn't end that way her identity isn't dependent on what she does or doesn't do right. so i would say bethany whatever god has given you or hasn't given you mm-hmm. and gave somebody else but you got something else it's yours to use and to steward mm-hmm. it is your responsibility to find the gifts that god has given you and i would show her different people that had traumatic things or loss of a limb and you know they were in you know uh, a, a type of race or something I'm like the human mind plus god can do amazing things yes. so if you consider yourself uh, you know an invalid in many ways you mm-hmm. know whatever mentally yes you are going to yeah, act that and out and that's what we tried very hard to beat into her in a loving way is the other stuff you, you, you know who you are in christ is you have to figure that out because otherwise you will get stuck comparing and they do and they don't, but God made mm-hmm. you unique. And that wasn't cliche. I meant that. I didn't know what any of my kids were going to do, but it's up to them. We will help steward the gifts God's given you. We see potential here. Like, you know, teaching, I would see her, you know, she'd line up all her stuffed animals. You know, I'd, I'd maybe send her to her room or take a time out. Over. She'd have all her stuffed animals lined up in a chalkboard. And I mean, you've been teaching since you were four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, when she was looking for a career, I'm like, you know, I'd, 
you know, this is something I see, but you pray about it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's that role. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think too, like another thing too that really got me excited too is because if you look in the Bible, who does the Lord use? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he used Moses, right? Who had like a stutter problem, right? Mm-hmm. And so I looked at those characters, and those characters are my hero yeah. because I knew that God uses God uses everybody, and we all have our hangups, whether it's mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, whatever that is. But the cool thing is that those are those are the kind of people God wants to use when He gets the glory, um, and not us. And I looked at that as like, oh, sweet. So I, God does have a plan for me. So I do remember that giving mm-hmm. me like crazy hope looking at characters in the Bible, and yeah. being like, yes. oh my goodness, I totally can relate. Oh. Yeah. So glad that, I think that's, I mean, I think that's really good because when you are feeling helpless, let's just throw out some emotions there. Like one thing for me comes in is sadness. When you're hope yeah. or helpless, mm-hmm. rather, you feel sad. What is, what are some other things that you can kind of attach to that, that you, when you're, when you're feeling that way? I think I would think I would feel lonely. Like if I feel mm-hmm. helpless, that means no one's there to help me. Mm-hmm. Well, if no one's there to help me, then I must I have to be alone then because yeah. wouldn't someone loving help me? So that would put me in a state mm-hmm. of loneliness and isolation mm-hmm. and no one cares, you know, yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I can't get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. worthless. For sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I think it's definitely, and we're going to take you through a couple different podcasts here where when you don't, when you aren't able to come in and really when you don't know how to shift the mindset again, it's not about necessarily the situation shifting because sometimes it does, sometimes right. it doesn't. God is sovereign. You might say, how can you tell, how can that be, Denise? I'm like, I don't, because I don't pretend to know the mind of God. I don't know why he allows certain things and we could debate that and that really isn't what this podcast is for. So you're going to have to hang in with <laughs> us there because I'm not God. We'll direct you <laughs> to another podcast. <laughs> I am not God. So I don't have all the answers, but what I can say in my life And it is true. I have spent, even though I've been through a lot of things in my life, I have spent very little time asking why. Yeah. The question I've asked myself, even when I was younger, is what now? Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what, because then I'm saying what now, that means I'm asking God, what now? What do I do? I don't even know. I don't even know which way to turn. I'm scared to go outside. You know, if you're thinking about trying to venture out or something, you know what I mean? Like a, like a emotional picture. I'm afraid to get out of my little circumstances here. I don't know what that looks like. You're helpless, which means it leaves you trapped. And then it can just, like I say, go dark very quickly Mm -hmm. to where you say, I just lived a very helpless way of life. You can even say I got married. I had kids helpless helpless the whole way i don't know what to do so your kids can't come to you your husband doesn't feel like he has a partner all those things can happen when we don't know how to say you know what this is not who i am this is not the path i'm always going to be on is this hard yes so we're never saying put a little bow around it and it's not a big deal feel what you need to feel i'm sure bethany had a lot of tearful moments during her a lot of frustrations a lot of what ifs I'm frustrated. Why can't why can't be you know a lot of different things, and that makes us human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the end, what kept her from going dark, as I call it, yeah, is she knew God was there. Yeah. Even if she didn't yeah. necessarily feel him at the moment, it was I know he's here. I know there's a plan. I don't know what it is, yes. and no, he hasn't clued me in. I don't know. And I think it's reframing your circumstances in a different light. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when you start to walk with the Lord, you realize he is sovereign, mm-hmm. which means he is in, in everything and over everything. 
I can rest in that. I don't know what's going on now, but my father mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And so I rest in that sovereignty of God. So I can take a situation that seems very helpless and hopeless, mm-hmm. and I feel powerless. And I can say, Lord, I feel all of that. I want to say you're not here, but I know enough to know you are here. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm making a choice. Yeah, I'm hurting right now, but I'm going to choose to believe that you're going to bring glory out mm-hmm. of this mess. I don't see it. Yeah. You know I don't see it, but I trust you. Yeah. And I trust you in me. Yes. to make the decisions I need to, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. And some of those decisions might be the will to say, I'm not going to let my feelings run my show today mm-hmm. because they could all point me down south, mm-hmm. but I'm not going there. Yeah. I'm choosing to look up to the Lord mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk that out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of move that little bit of movement mm-hmm. from, it's okay to feel helpless, but are we going to something to fill us up, yeah. to make us feel good? Yeah. Or are mm-hmm. we taking the time to go, Lord, I feel out of control. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, quite often helpless moves us into the next phase of feeling powerless. So if you can kind of think about this as we're going to be wrapping this particular podcast up on feeling helpless, victims feel helpless and they also will feel powerless to change their circumstances. So you have to realize when you're in that state, whether you're in that state for a day, a week, a year, a decade, what really happens, it stalls any forward movement. So you literally are just stuck in a state of helplessness, feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. That's just what happens. And it, that's a very, that is not a cool place to be. No. Um, no one likes to be there for a day. I can't imagine decades no. feeling that way. No. no. So next week, we want to delve into living in a state of being powerless. So you don't want to miss it because one thing does lead to the next and it doesn't lead on a happy journey. It leads just the opposite. It's kind of like a downward spiral of our thoughts. Any closing things that you guys have for tonight as we're wrapping it up? Any words of encouragement that we want to just I would like to just end and leave uh, with the listeners to understand that while helplessness is a very sad state to be in, if we choose to use that emotion and turn it to the Lord, it can be very profound. Because th- times when I have felt very helpless and out of control, I mean like out of control, like I can't do anything to make this, to fix this. Mm-hmm. That's when I really, that's when I turned to the Lord. I should have mm-hmm. done that, yeah, a week, a month, a day earlier, of course. But it, it, it's brought me mm-hmm. to a very intimate place with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so even though helplessness, powerlessness, hopelessness, those are all mm-hmm. negative things. They can turn us to the mm-hmm. one who has the answers. So I just want to mm-hmm. remind you, if you're in that helpless state, right, mm-hmm. we have the choice mm-hmm. through what we listen to, who we talk to, mm-hmm. what we read, to make different choices and to begin to walk out of maybe a learned helpless situation and stand in the truth of whose we are. Yes, that is a good way to end today. Just want to remind you guys that you can find us on renovatingyou.com, renovating you in Facebook, on Instagram, and also soon you'll be finding on our website a video that's about 30 minutes long of just some teaching. I think you're going to be able to take some of this that we're talking about today and say, oh, let me check into that. So that is free for you on our website. Keep an eye out for there. Uh, We're having it edited right now. And just wanted to let you know that, but that will be up shortly. So until next time, keep moving forward. See you later, renovators. Bye-bye.